hello, hello, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of 20-something Trials. You just have me today. It's just me. It's just Gabby. So if you guys are new to the podcast, there is typically two of us. Also, if you are new, one, hello. I hope you're doing fantastic. Two, I'm sorry you are finding us on this day because this week has been a little bit crazy. Um, So we've been off our normal game, but that's all right. In due time, right, we'll get back together. We're figuring some stuff out as we go. But y'all, that's life. There's a reason that trial, right, 20-something trial is in the name because, man, it's, it's, uh, it's been a trial. But we're doing it. We're making it. We're here. I'm saying we like I have multiple personalities. It's just me, just one. Um, but that's all right. I technically am joined by somebody who you may or may not hear starting to cry a little bit in the background. Um, I think I've shared that we rescued a dog in December, late December. Her name is Jazzy. She is the absolute love of our lives, and she is the sweetest, most rambunctious little pup in the whole world. She is a boxer mixed with a lab. She's beautiful. Like, if you guys, if stop what you're doing right now. If you're driving, pull over. Google boxer lab mix, and like the boxer has the cutest little pouting face, and it looks like she always has this little lip extended. Oh my god, it's so precious. So she has just been like the biggest gift to all of us, and we're just so grateful for her. She gives all the kisses in the world, like too many kisses, um, but. She's the sweetest. So she's hanging out here. She's kind of coming in and out. I tried about 10 minutes ago to record on the floor so I could lay down with her. Um, but it was super staticky. And then she knocked the mo- the mic over. And then she jumped on top of me to lick me. So we're just, we're doing our best, you guys. But anyway, again, if you're new, hello. I'm so, so happy to have you here. This is our 10th episode, which is crazy that we have been Um, alive for 10 weeks. It feels like we were just kind of starting to plan everything out. And in these 10 weeks, we've hit some really cool milestones. We hit over 100 followers on Instagram. We hit over 1,000 views on our podcast. So like cool stuff is happening. And I'm trying really hard not to get caught up in, you know, the crap that is comparing yourself to other people online because I have to remember we're 10 weeks old and in 10 weeks I think we've done some pretty cool stuff and we've got some pretty other pretty cool stuff in the works as well so again so excited to have you here I hope you like it and if you do want to stick around more or if you haven't done so already make sure you're following us on Instagram we're just at 20 something trials and if you're listening on Apple go ahead and leave us a five-star only review and a nice little like comment if you just want to say hey or tell me that solo episodes aren't my thing whatever you do what you want but we love hearing from you guys we love reading the stuff that you guys say and we really really value your input and your opinion so please always feel free to come and hang out with us on whatever platform that you see best so let's get into the episode you guys the week so oof. Feels like it's been a long week already, but power move. Okay, so part of me contemplated even saying this because there is a lot of um, there's a lot of vagueness that I have to say along with it, just because of the point of the year that we're in. That I I can't fully talk about it openly. However, within the coming months, I will do a much bigger announcement and 
totally geek out on the stuff that's going on in my world right now. So my power move though, and hopefully this can be applicable to anybody, is I went for something that I did not think I was necessarily ready or prepared for. Um, I saw an opportunity and I almost let this fear of self-talk or, you know, not being good enough get in the way. And I, it proved not to be true and everything is working out pretty, pretty cool right now. So the, (laughs) I feel like such a loser for how I'm wording this, but the moral really is, I think oftentimes, especially as women, we have a tendency when we don't feel we check off all of the criteria or all of the steps we don't go for something, which is such crap, such crap, because you know what? Like I know for me, I totally didn't check off all the boxes on my resume, but in person I can sell myself. It's such a strength of mine that I work, work, work to my advantage. And so I totally encourage you go for the thing that you don't think you necessarily might get because you might be pleasantly surprised. So that's all I'm going to say on that. Um, but like we always say, what comes up must come down. So my trial has been something that I've struggled with for quite some time now, but I don't know if I've ever like really made it my trial on this podcast, but I am fortunate enough that I have like Uh, To say I have a commute doesn't even, like, that's crap. I don't have a commute. I have a mini drive to work, which is fabulous in the mornings, especially on those days where, like, I maybe push it a little bit. But I really struggle to disconnect when I leave work because I don't have a decent amount of time to let my brain kind of turn off and rest and kind of let go of the day and step into like Gabby mode. So I don't really have a chance to go from like teacher mode to personal mode, girlfriend, daughter mode, whatever it may be, Um, which is kind of difficult at times, but I'm learning. I'm trying to do little things here and there, like go to the gym straight after work or take the longer route or go like food. I don't know, just go do something in between. Or even when I come home to like go make a cup of coffee watch something on YouTube, read some of my book and like not touch my work stuff for a little bit. Um, because I have pulled like 10, 12 hour days lately, which just isn't healthy for anybody. But I also recognize I'm 23. I'm in the learning stage. I'm just, I'm trying to just do my best, but I also have to take care of me. Right. So I'm trying to break that cycle and find a healthy balance. So if you guys have any tips, send them your girl's way because it's something I'm working on. It is. So I acknowledge it, but I'm, I'm really looking for help in this area. So again, your help, your wisdom, bring it my way. Now we also do something called a self-care tip, as you know, which is my favorite because yeah, power moves are great, right? It's so important to talk about the strides that we're making in our personal, professional, social, romantic, whatever it may be, and all the different facets and areas of our life, but everything stems from who we are and our self-care and the way that we just, we we handle ourselves, the way that we put our mental health at the forefront. So I was recently gifted for Valentine's Day, I was gifted a um, weighted blanket by my boyfriend Chase's mom, 
And it is the greatest thing I have ever received. I, if you listened to our episode last week together, I described it as like a, a really big hug from grandma. And that is totally what it is. It's like you just lay there and I just put the blanket over me. And it's just like a large grandma is giving me a hug. And I also totally screwed up last week. I was like, no, 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 no. There's no way it's 15 pounds. It's like 80 pounds. I swore your mom said that. I don't know who in the name of God, I don't know what I was thinking. It is not 80 pounds, it's 15 pounds, and I think I'm delusional. So if you are looking for a really great um, just thing to kind of help with your anxiety, help with your sleep, there are so many different things that you can do, obviously for it, but a weighted blanket, man, I think it's a game changer. So I've had it for a little over four days now so I will keep you posted on my weighted blanket trial no trial no is that a trial it's a triumph weighted blanket triumph I don't know but the one thing I did want to do today um with my self-care tip was also give you some research other than me just saying like wow weighted blankets are so cool so um I did some research on the benefits of weighted blankets and there's a ton of articles written on it so you really can find like just type in benefits of a weighted blanket and you'll find something. The three that really stood out to me is that it helps with um your sleep, so it promotes healthier sleeping patterns. It is major for anxiety and if any of you are familiar with panic or anxiety, it's this pressure that helps stimulate or it's yeah it's like the stimulating pressure that is meant to just soothe you and i absolutely love it um and then there was one other one i had it pulled up where did it go sleep anxiety sleep anxiety oh and mood boosting how did i forget that my parents always joke that i'm so moody it helps with your moods i don't really know how i'm working on it it might just be in my head however the website says it and um it looks pretty credible so we're gonna go for it so again if you're anxious if you're not sleeping and if you're moody as hell a weighted blanket might be your go-to i'll go ahead and try to link one down in the show notes as well that resembles the one that i have or just the cheapest one that i can find online so totally worth it in my opinion which truthfully is such a decent um transition into what we're talking about today which is navigating stress but because it is something we all deal with and we all struggle with at one point or another why not talk about it right like why not share what helps me what could possibly help you where a lot of our stressors can come from and how we can just combat it because it's one of those things that I think we need we all need healthy coping strategies in order to deal with and these are things that like I wish I had learned earlier because when I think back to my high school self I always joke I was like a ball of stress, anxiety, and panic from like 15 to 19, which, yeah, like I can joke about it, but it was so unhealthy. Like I, my body was, I feel like in constant fight or flight. My food habits were horrible. Like I ate such a restrictive diet. My periods were all off. Like I was so, like, I was just so unhealthy. I was underweight. I just, I was a mess. And a lot of that, I think, I can attribute to stress. So just in terms of talking about, like, where a lot of mine originated, it's always been school-based. 
I have always felt like I would get through, you know, anything in terms of jobs or outside stressors or like whatever it was. But when it came to school, I just panicked all the time. I just had this perpetual fear of failing, which is so silly because now my mindset is so different, which is the greatest, you know, the greatest things that we tend to learn come from failure and come from those moments where we totally fall flat on our face. But the old, younger version of me, like, thought stress and failure was the end. I'm laughing because Jazzy's crying right now. But that stress and failure was just the end of the world. And, you know, I remember for me, the very first time I experienced, like, high stress, high anxiety was during my junior year of high school, which unfortunately I think a lot of you guys can probably relate to just because that year is so freaking stressful in terms of like AP classes, SAT, ACT, what colleges do I want to tour? What colleges do I want to apply to? When does the college app open? What SAT score do I need? Do I have enough leadership positions? Like that was my brain all the time was like, am I going to be good enough? Is this enough? constantly over and over again and I remember it got to a point one day where I and I think I've told this story but I had left my binder home on accident and it was for first period and I remember going back to my car sitting in my car and just crying which eventually led into a full-blown panic attack um which I just remember sobbing in one of my teacher's arms because like I was at a level that I should never have gotten to for to have been 16 years old like that's crazy and that's not fair and I think a lot of us as teenagers just pushed ourselves to this unrealistic level of perfection which is such crap because it doesn't exist ever But even in our adult years, we feel this need to be perfect and to be on and to be busy and to be moving up the ladder and to be, you know, I don't know, all this crap that like a lot of us are just trying to do our best and make somewhat of an impact. And it's so hard because we, there are so many different areas of our life that I think we can, um, we can gain stress from. And it sucks, but I'm not here to just say that like stress sucks and like bitch about it because that that totally takes away from the purpose of this. But I just wanted to put this out so you knew you were not alone, right? Like I think one of the scariest things in the world is to feel like nobody hears us or nobody gets us and like, I get you, I hear you. And if you don't believe me, I work with 14 to 18 year olds on a daily basis and oh man, the stuff I could tell you that they go through and that I hear is so scary. And you just want to go full on mama bear and hug them and protect them from the outside world because of their stress levels. But I can't do that. But what I can do is teach them coping mechanisms. And I've taught myself coping mechanisms and hopefully that will resonate with you. So totally, I feel like I went on a tangent, which let's be real, is probably what all of this solo podcast stuff is gonna be. So um, like I said, school-based anxiety always I can remember being a little girl I was in fourth grade and I remember getting an F on a science test and I have always been a good student I'm a smart kid and I remember my teacher walking up to me and going 
I graded it three different times to see if I had missed something. I took my paper, went into the bathroom, and just sobbed. This is also the kid who failed her first stats test um, my senior year in AP statistics, skipped school, went home after third period, and just cried all day. Like, I'm such a little baby when it comes to school. But I, I don't know. I'm not like that anymore. Now I, like, laugh it off, and I'm like, oh, my God, I got to be or I got to see. Like, I'll live. It's not the end of the world. I have a job. But I think in that mindset when we're younger – we feel like we have to do well in everything. We have to be strong in everything where like I know now, I recognize now at my age what my strengths are. I hone in on my strengths, but I also work on my weaknesses. So does that mean that I would sign on to tutor a kid in math? Absolutely not. But would I sit next to him and try to guide him in research and try to figure out how I can help him? Yeah, let me tell you, it's different than tutoring. If I was tutoring him, I'd probably get paid for it. I would never take somebody's money to get paid to tutor the math because let's be real, I would end up teaching them Chinese somehow and we just don't want to deal with that. Um, but anyway, I think as I got older, I really started to, I started to realize that I needed coping skills. I needed healthy habits in order for my life not to be a total shit show, just to be real with you guys. And that's what I did. And I truly feel... At this point in my life, I have developed skills that I wish I had had earlier. And I truly think mindfulness has kind of been my key in order to getting those. Now, when I say mindfulness, like let's unpack it because it's such a buzzword, right? Mindfulness, meditation, blah, 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 right? But, you know, I remember taking uh, my senior year in college, I took a happiness class. I needed one hour or like some stupid requirements. I was like, what's this? A happiness class? Let's do it. It was awesome. I remember one of the things she said on one of the first days was, you can never control your first thought, but you can always control your second. And when I tell you that has stuck with me, since the woman mur murmured those words, I mean, it has truly, truly resonated with me, um, which is so important because it's something that I really do use now throughout my daily life. Another big thing that I do is I am incredibly routine and I try my best to stick to my structure and my organization. So with that, I have a morning routine that I try my best not to budge on. I'm human. Do I oversleep sometimes? Absolutely. Do I not want to do it some days? Absolutely. Do I try my best? Yes. Okay. So my mornings look a little bit like this. I have to be at work at latest 740. Um, I shoot for 7:20. I know 20 minute difference. Wow, right? But I shoot for about 7:20, which means I have to leave my house by like 710. Um, so I usually get up between 5, 515. I go downstairs, I get water, I get a cup of coffee. I come upstairs and I have three different books that I work in. One is called The Daily Stoic, and it is a one-page little burst of inspiration from some of the world's greatest philosophers. And so it gives a quote from them, and then it gives it broken down into modern terms and how we can apply it in our daily lives. So for instance, today was all about self-awareness and how if we are not self-aware of ourselves, but we let other people's actions and moods and behaviors dictate how we feel, 
we'll never get to this state of mindfulness or contentness because we're so caught up in what other people are doing and we lose sight of us. Um, so I do my daily stoic. I read my one page. It takes about, <laughs> takes me like five minutes because it's early in the morning and my brain sometimes can't like necessarily compute what they're like the wisdom they're trying to instill. So I usually will read it like three or four times to be like, oh, okay, okay, that's what it is. Um, and then from there, I move into my start today journal. So my start today journal is from the Hollis Co., Rachel and Dave Hollis, um, their company, which I absolutely love. It's part of their start today brand. And the journal is really great. It's the same thing every day. So super structured, super consistent. And it's like just what it sounds like. You start your day on such a positive note. So the way that it works is you start by writing five things that you're grateful for. One of the things that I really try to do is get specific when I'm practicing gratitude. So I won't just say my family, my friends. No, what specifically? Oh, my mom made my lunch yesterday. Great. Oh, my dad, I've shared with you guys, my dad got back surgery. So today I wrote the fact that my dad is able to walk on the treadmill in the morning. Um, So it's little things like that, you know, that we don't necessarily recognize, but when we come at it from this voice and this level of gratitude, it can really change our perspective and the way that we see things. So after you do your five, your five things of gratitude, your five things you're grateful for, you move into your 10 goals. So the way that the book is designed is that you pick these 10 wildly ambitious, like jaw dropping dreams that you want to accomplish in the next 10 years. And every single day you write them, you manifest them as if they've already happened. And that's the big key. So one of the things I write every single day, I'm an exceptional educator. I don't write, I want to be an exceptional educator. I am an exceptional educator. Um, I speak on stages all over the world, not I want to speak, right? I teach, I lecture at a university. So I'm writing them as if they've already happened and I'm putting it out into the universe as if to say, this is what I want my life to look like. These are my dreams. These are my passions. I will get this done. I am financially stable. I live in a world that I travel abroad once a year, right? So you put all these things out into the world. And I have to say, you guys, like, There are a few things on this list that within this year, I have really started to already check off and I am so proud of that. And I think this practice has really pushed me because every single day I am writing the same things down and that has such meaning to it. So at that point, I have done the daily stoic, right? I've done a little bit of light reading. I've done my gratitude, my start today journal, and then I move into my self-care journal. Now, this is a lot. I also love to write. I'm an English teacher. So some of you may be like, yeah, no girl, this is not going to work for me. And that is okay. But I just want to share some practices that have really helped me navigate my stress, my anxiety, and has just put me in a better headspace overall. So the next thing I do is I have a self-care journal and it's so funny. It's called Zen AF. And it is all about like taking mindfulness and meditations and making it hysterical. Um, I'm not going to read them out to you because they're a little bit vulgar, but I totally recommend you buying it or looking into it because it is phenomenal. But anyway, so like today was check off all the things that apply and it's like, I'm effing awesome. I'm effing this, blah, blah, blah. Like it's so funny. So totally recommend it. Again, 
I like to start my day off with some type of journaling. You could totally just do one journal and not be a psycho like I am. Um, Another thing that's really popular in the mornings is meditating. If you are interested in meditating, there is a ton of free resources online. Go on YouTube, find some free stuff. If you really want to make it an investment, and I use investment wisely because there are certain apps that do charge you like an annual fee, but I think they usually range from like 20 to 60. I use the Headspace app and I think it's like $45 for a year. So you pay it once and you have access to all different kinds of meditations. And I know specifically you can do like three to 20 minutes. They have new ones every single day. So it's not monotonous. You get all this stuff. You can do programs with it. You can do group meditation. So there's a lot of really cool stuff that goes into it. And I know I heard on the Skinny Confidential podcast that all of these mega successful people have morning routines and they all meditate. And I'm like, well, dang girl, like that's what I want to be. So let's do it. So (laughs) I definitely think it's something to look into. It's so hard. Like my mom has been recently trying to meditate and she's like, I hate this. I I can't, but she's learning. She's growing and she's, she's getting it a little bit better. She, She says she's getting better and better at it every single day. So, you know, we'll see what happens, but it is, I mean, it's totally something to look into. Um, now for the 10,000th time, that is what works for me. I have really seen a major difference when I practice gratitude, when I practice mindfulness, and when I start my day on a positive note like that. I know a lot of people say not to check their phones in the mornings, and I totally agree with that. And I also know it's not totally realistic for all of us. So find what works for you. Do what works for you. Some other easier like things that you could even begin tomorrow is... Um, So I kind of put this little list together. So I want to share some of them with you. One of the things is there's an expression called you have to eat the frog. Eat the frog means you do the least or the, the thing you want to do the least first. So whether that is unloading the dishwasher, do it first. Whether that is writing your master's thesis, do it first. Obviously, you can't write the thesis in a day, but chip away at it. The very first like hour or so that you're being productive because odds are that's when you're going to be at your peak performance. Um, I know for me, I have a tendency of like, I'll get to school after I clock in, I'll check my email right away. When in reality, I really should be doing my grading. I should be doing the things that are going to take a lot of my brain power. That way, you know, I can respond to an email in five minutes easy, right? But I can't always provide meaningful feedback and I can't always be the most productive version of myself after I have a billion tabs open in my mind and on my computer, right? So definitely eat the frog. Totally recommend that. Um, The other thing that I have heard is like limiting your caffeine intake. Um, This is personally not something I do. I usually have about two cups of coffee a day and that's my max, but I know Chase has noticed when he has too much caffeine, his stress levels are through the roof, which totally makes sense because it increases your heart rate. So that's another thing. If you notice that you're getting stressed out a lot, that might be something to look into. Are there any supplements you're taking with caffeine? Do you consume an abundance of coffee? Do you drink energy drinks? Kind of check in with your diet and see what's happening which is another thing you want to make sure you are really fueling yourself 
with good whole food, okay? Because the sugar intake, the spike that that can give us can really mess us up as well. The final, final thing um, I'm going to talk about totally, I think, makes this all full circle, which is to make sure amid the stress that you're going to, make sure you're scheduling in some time for you. The way that you would schedule in a doctor appointment or an assignment that's due is the way that you should schedule in 30 minutes to an hour completely dedicated to you and your mental health. Whether that is going out to eat with a friend, whether that is taking a hot bath, going to your favorite workout class, doing something with somebody you love, or laying in your bed for an hour uninterrupted, do it. Schedule that time in because anytime I have found that I am not taking care of myself, everything else in my life falls apart. And that is my experience. However, I have a feeling that many of you guys may have struggled with that too. So you are number one. You have to remain number one for everything else to make sense and for everything else to come together the way you want it to in your life, especially during a hectic season. All right, guys. That is all I have for you. I hope you have had a fabulous day. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. It's a little bit shorter than our normal ones, but I appreciate you sticking with us and listening and being here. So remember, come hang out with us on social, leave a review, leave a rating, just keep showing up for us. We're trying our best to show up for you guys. We love you guys. We appreciate you guys. Enjoy the rest of your week and happy week.